The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Please welcome Mr. Fritz. What's going on, peeps? Welcome to episode 21 of the Fretzelmania podcast, ZZ Hop. I'm Mr. Fretz. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Fretzelmania. That's F-R-E-T-Z-L-E Mania. This podcast can be heard on Wrestle Addict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast across all common listening platforms. Today, I'll be going through the road to WrestleMania 37 in a row. Get that reference, I love you. And the night after WrestleMania X7, Monday Night Raw from 2001. Oh, and Will, thanks for finding this uh, entrance theme last week. It is Chris Jericho's first WCW babyface theme based on the song All the Days by Mammoth. There's a little pop quiz <laughs> for you. Anyways, on to the podcast, folks. Enjoy. The Road to WrestleMania is getting a little clearer now with several matches being announced on Raw and SmackDown as of late, including The Miz versus Bad Bunny, Cesaro versus Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn, Apollo Crews challenging Big E for the Intercontinental title, and so much more. I will attempt to preview and predict uh, WrestleMania, Stand and Deliver, NXT, and all that jazz on the show next week. Although, by the time you hear that show, it'll be the morning of WrestleMania, and some other things have already have been taking place. But I'm honestly looking forward to it this year. Uh, I got my network stuff sorted out. As you know, Canada, Peacock, not a thing. But if you have a cable provider, you can access the network uh, library. So I got hooked up through a family member. I'm all good. Back to Retro Raw Reviews. And I've watched this episode like a week and a half ago. So it's going to be not very fresh in my mind. And then I'll be going through next week and the week after and the week after. Leading to Backlash 2001 on Patreon. Uh, speaking of Patreon, I'm going to have a Fretz's Fave 5 ready for you this weekend and another one probably leading into WrestleMania. Gonna have to try to uh, to make that a bit more of a thing. Now, on the NXT side of things, Stand and Deliver is looking to be absolutely dynamite. Uh, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly had a contract sign signing for their unsanctioned match. On uh, night two, I think it's going to be the semi-main event right underneath Finn Balor and Karrion Cross for the NXT title. This feud is so good. Right now, it doesn't need the title, although I would love it if Kyle O'Reilly would be the one to unseat Adam Cole for the title. I'm getting big-time vibes out of their feud in Ring of Honor that culminated in an amazing match at, I believe it was Final Battle, like maybe 2015, 2016, something like that. ROH Final Battle always has fantastic 
feud enders. Just look at the championship match. I think it was also Loser Leaves Town between Kevin Steen and El Generico. Fantastic stuff. And Colin O'Reilly just sitting across from each other at the table between William Regal just talking about how Kyle is trying to be a better person and yeah, and Adam Cole want, wanting to be the leader of NXT, the leader of Undisputed Era and fantastic hype, fantastic build here, cutting some amazing promos, tearing O'Reilly down with some vile, venomous stuff here. And when it was fully clear on why he had turned against the Undisputed Era, O'Reilly couldn't keep up, but he certainly cut the best promo to date. I said this at the start of their feud, but I'm getting big time DIY vibes here because Undisputed Era, despite the fact they were quote-unquote heels, were the probably the most beloved faction in all of WWE. And I'm including, you know, I think the Shield might have just broken up by the time they got onto the scene. And they were so popular, they were so over, just because they were three of the best coming from Ring of Honor from New Japan. You had Red Dragon, the team of Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, multi-time ROH Tag Team Champions, multi-time New Japan Tag Team Champions, Adam Cole, former member of, you know, I believe they were called The Kingdom with uh, with Mike Bennett, uh, among others. And yeah, this is just the implosion that we've been waiting for, but also at the same time, not been wanting. They're going to have a violent, violent match. I wouldn't be surprised if Adam Cole won the first one, but I think Kyle O'Reilly just might. And they're going to have a great series of matches throughout TakeOver's this year. They're going to just tear it up like Gargano and Ciampa did. And Adam Cole can go on to be maybe the most hated man in NXT. You know, friggin' fake crowd noise from the CWC be damned. Like, who boos Walter? Forget who boos Rey Mysterio. Who boos Walter? Really? Speaking of Walter, uh, he's got a UK championship match against, first against Rampage Brown at NXT UK Prelude, and then Champa on NXT Stand and Deliver. Wait, I think that's going to be airing on the same day. You know, UK is taped so much in advance at uh, whatever their arena is in England. Uh, Jermaine, please, please help me out. What it is. is it a Sky Sports Arena thing or a Sky Sports Studio? Again, you know, Jermaine, my good brother from across the pond, go Chiefs. Uh, you can hook me up with that and help me out in the in the Patreon chat later. Yeah, there's a odd pairing of a match. Uh, Walter's going to shatter the fused neck of Champa with one chop. And this is coming from a guy with a surgically fused spine. Hashtag spinal fusion. Hashtag scoliosis. Hashtag, hashtag Quasimodo. 
it's an unusual pairing, but I think they'll put on a fantastic match. But Rampage Brown is someone I've been at least aware of, thanks to people like Matthew, uh, the Cultaholic po- uh, Wrestling Podcast, and past uh, UK wrestling podcasts like The New Generation. Shout out to Stuart Brooks. Hope you're doing well, man. And it's an odd, again, an odd pairing, but it's cool. If there's anyone that could feasibly take the title off of Walter, it is Rampage Brown. I hope Walter, like, never loses it. (laughs) I hope that that title is still held by him years after he's dead. Because, man, he's just so friggin' good. And Walter killed Drake Maverick without even using a chop. You know, the one move that he is known for, for chopping the absolute soul out of people. What a prick. What a heel. Poor Drake Maverick, but at least he confirmed that he is still alive after taking a wicked powerbomb and a sleeper kind of submission he move from Walter. Uh, the tag team titles, unfortunately, had to be vacated by Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch as Birch uh, suffered a separated shoulder in, in his match last week and... It just sucks because I thought this team had just started getting their footing. They've had they've had the titles for a couple of months now, but I've been a big fan of them since the day they started teaming together. I think it was 2017, 2018. Uh, Birch, you know, formerly known as uh, Bully Busick, Will Tereshuk, one of your favorite wrestlers, and they started having matches with Birch. And they would slap the bejesus out of each other, take lumps out of each other, having these stiff AF matches, eventually winning each other's respect and tag teaming. You know, they had a match against against Undisputed Era at a takeover in Chicago. They got booed out of the building at first, but eventually the Chicago crowd warmed up to them and I think won their respect, and rightfully so, because, again, Oni and Danny are just stiff. But we have a triple threat tag team match between the Grizzled Young Veterans, MSK, and Legato Del Fantasma. I actually had to double check and make sure that wasn't Imperium, because for some reason, I thought Imperium was in this match. I think they'll wind up facing the winners or maybe even being added into it, which I wouldn't mind. Those three teams can put on a fantastic match in their sleep. I mean, look at their stuff from the Dusty Cup. Look at the Dusty Cup final between MSK and GYV, a team that I think will soon be recognized as tag team champions. Not this time, though. I think that honor is going to go to MSK. We had a surprising setup here after a match between Jordan Devlin and Kushida. Uh, Legado del Fantasma comes out to the ring here. Santos Escobar goes in to confront the Cruiserweight champion, being the real champion that that Santos is. Then we hear Shawn Michaels' music for some reason. He dances to the ring. He's just strutting and he looks at the two lads. He goes under the ring, digs out a ladder, shoves it in between them, 
And th this is HBK Razor Ramon from WrestleMania 10. The two Intercontinental Champions going for the undisputed title. Whereas now we have two Cruiserweight Champions. Jordan Devlin, you know, winning the title last year. I think at Worlds Collide before, you know, Rona shut the planet down. And Santos L. Halper there, shout out if you get that reference, winning this new tournament, defeating Drake Maverick in the final. So we have two champions. Nah, we're going to have one undisputed champion. A freaking ladder match. Yes, please. All of the yes. And I talked a little while here about Oni Lorcan. He had a pretty stiff match with Karrion Cross. Although Karrion Cross choked him out and beat the snot out of him. It wasn't without taking a few lumps from Oni Lorcan, who is just so freaking stiff in the ring. I, I love him. The North American Championship title picture is looking good. We have a 12-man battle royal uh, this week on NXT. By the time you hear this, it'll be over, and maybe my prediction will come true. But we so far announced have Jake Atlas, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Leon Ruff, Austin Theory, Dexter Loomis, Tyler Rust, Kushida, Cameron Grimes, Pete Dunn, Roderick Strong, Bronson Reed, and L.A. Knight. The latter two had a match on NXT this week, which was won by Bronson Reed, and a lot of people are upset that a new guy lost his second match, and he's already buried like EC3 was. Couldn't disagree more. This was just some heat coming back from a previous deal with you know, fat guy in a little coat by, by Bronson Reed. I do think that the last two are going to be maybe Theory and Loomis, and they'll have another match. I, I, somehow I think that Dexter Loomis is going to get the North American title off of Johnny Gargano at Stand and Deliver. This uh, Battle Royal is going to go down to a Six-person gauntlet match, which will take place on night one on the Wednesday night on USA Network, Sportsnet if you're in Canada. And then on night two on Peacock and the Network, you get that person winning going up against Gargano for the North American Championship. And that's that's going to be great. You know, Karrion Cross and Finn Balor, they're going to put on a great match. Raquel Gonzalez and Io Shirai. I expect the women's tag titles to be on the line with The Way going up against Shotzi and Ember. I think The Way are going to get the titles off of them at some point. But man, NXT is killing it. Just killing it. And meanwhile, on the Wednesday Night Wars, on the other side of things, we have a new faction called The Pinnacle. And we had a match between The, the Pinnacle's FTR and the chairman, Sean Spears. Going up against the Varsity Blondes, Griff Garrison, and Brian Pillman Jr. and Dante Martin. After, you know, Ty Dillinger, I mean, you know, Spears there, wins with the Death Valley Driver. We have a promo. We have an interview with the Pinnacle. And Cash Wheeler says that the Pinnacle is not just a name. It's not just a group. The Pinnacle is family. I will live for these men, and I will die for every single one of them. And Dax says they're not fooled by the inner circle. Saying the marquee says professional wrestling. This is not an SNL skit. 
Then MJF just runs down Jericho with insults. Grab all your boys. Come out here right now, Chris. Oh, silly me. You won't come out here because you're terrified of us. He said next week he has a gift for the pinnacle. Because when you're the pinnacle, you're always on top. Uh, And QT Marshall is having tension with Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes doesn't want any part of it. Uh, He doesn't want to wrestle his friend. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Not interested. Cody and Brandy apparently have a reality show. Sorry, not my thing. I don't like Total Divas. I don't like Total Bellas. I don't like Miz TV, although... This is going to sound crazy because you know me as the as the angry Miz guy. But I've been liking what the Miz has been doing lately. Mostly because he's been mixing it up and dissing Bad Bunny. One of the absolute worst musicians I've ever heard in my entire life. And Nyla Rose had a match with Tay Conti, which I think is another... It's either there's another Eliminator Tournament or this is a rematch from the Eliminator Tournament. Uh, Tay Conti gets a gets a win here. Darby Allen puts on a fantastic TNT Championship match against Johnny Hungy, John Silver of of the Dark Order. And everything in wrestling is just a lot of fun. And NWA Power came back last week, although it is no longer on YouTube. It is on Fight TV, but it's only five bucks a month to get Fight TV with um, NWA Power. So I am really, really contemplating getting this and maybe reviewing Power here in the future. But there was a lot of wrestling on, and I don't have the time. I did catch a stream of the uh, the finals of the uh, Super J Cup, but I haven't been able to, to finish it yet because apparently uh, Shingo Takaki puts on a fantastic fantastic friggin match here i think with will osprey so that gives me reason to watch it right there because osprey and shingo are absolutely amazing speaking of the miz uh tonight on monday night raw him and morrison uh unveiled their new hit single their new music video hey hey hop hop and miz and morrison are dressed up in the bunny costumes from a Christmas story, and it's just a big, big diss at Bad Bunny, and I'm all for it. But what I'm not all for, it is appears it appears that the hurt business is no more. And I'm if this is legit, I'm devastated. I mean, Bobby Lashley had a match with with uh, Shelton Benjamin, and. Man, I I just hope that they get back into it because Hurt Business has been one of the best factions on TV as of late. Uh, Ricochet had a match, a quick match with Drew McIntyre. You know, uh, MVP is and Bobby Lashley are trying to barter with the Raw roster about taking out Drew McIntyre before WrestleMania. Hey, if you do this, you'll get a shot. Uh, Ricochet stood up to him and said, "Hey, I'm not, I'm not for Bobby Lashley, but who knows when I'll be able to get another chance at this? You're on." Although Drew McIntyre destroyed him in no time at all, it was cool to see Ricochet at least get on not main event. I mean, Ricochet is someone I think 
has deserved a shot for a long time now and just hasn't gotten it. You know, since he lost the United States title in quick fashion to, I forget even who it was, man, it's just not been, not been a fair shake for him. I hope he can bounce back this year, get a bit more coverage on there. He tried to go for the 360, but Drew rolled out of the way, ate the Claymore. Mustafa Ali tries to come in here. Mustafa looks like he was wearing discount army man tights. They were like a dark green with a bunch of weird army-like logos on it because retribution is not a thing anymore. So Mustafa needs a new gimmick. And although Mustafa also came up short, someone kind of finally answered the challenge. He Drew McIntyre calls out Lashley to finish him off. And then King Corbin, of all people, comes out to jump McIntyre from behind, allowing Lashley to apply the Hurt Lock. Now, this is some long-term booking because King Corbin, Bobby Lashley, and Drew McIntyre were once a force to be reckoned with on Monday Night Raw in about 2019. I think this was around, you know, Roman Reigns' comeback from leukemia was, was, was built around this, and they had a series of of matches in the spring and summer. So it, it's looking to be interesting. I'm, I want to see where the women's tag team titles pictures is going to be. Cause we have Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke and Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler, and then Lana and Naomi in the mix here. Probably going to have a, a three-way match almost in AJ Styles versus the new day. Is this looking to be, some funny, funny stuff here. They had a weird game show segment <laughs> on Raw where it was another like odd couples thing. Like AJ was trying to know his his tag team partner or his his heavy almost. The lesser said about uh, Shane McMahon and Braun Strowman the better. Although them in a cage match is fun because Shane McMahon gets to jump off of something high and. Uh, shorten his lifespan by a couple of more months. Uh, Sheamus and Matt Riddle has been made official for WrestleMania for the U.S. title. I hope that Sheamus kicks Riddle's head off and and wins the title from him here. It's, man, all, all this wrestling in the past week, it's been really good. And, you know, Monday Night Raw tonight, a lot of people thought it was a chore. I didn't mind it, although I missed the first hour, so maybe I missed the, uh, the worst parts. I don't know, but WrestleMania, I'm actually hype, and as of this recording, I may have WrestleMania Saturday off, so I may just uh, just do a whole bunch of stuff that day. I'll be working early on the Sunday, uh, the day after, as I always uh, work early Sunday mornings. That gives me that evening to watch WrestleMania night too. So that's been it for this half of the podcast folks i hope you enjoyed this uh bumpy road through several different spots of wrestlemania next week i'm going to try and predict some of the cards at least what will be made official up until that point oh before i forget uh congratulations to new hall of fame members rob van dam and kane team high as hell from the ruthless aggression era shout out to the ruthless pod by the way their new pod podcast with uh, WrestleMania 20 will be coming up, and you might hear me say a couple of things about that in, in their show. Wasn't a guest. I sent them a little audio message. Um, 
Yeah, Rob Van Dam and Kane and the great Kali. You know, three people I think belong in the Hall of Fame. Controversial opinion about uh, the great Kali, some people may think, but he's an ambassador to India. He's one of the only people to come out of India to be in the WWE. No, Jinder Mahal doesn't count. Jinder Mahal is Canadian. And yes, uh, Kane, you know, that's gotta be Kane. Someone who's been a staple in my wrestling life almost the whole time I've been watching it. Because Isaac Gankum was a, th was a thing when I started watching. Fake Diesel was a thing when I, when I was in the midst of it. And then Kane became a thing. I saw him wrestle twice. I actually saw him tag with RVD. And then the other time I saw him wrestle Vader. So congratulations to all of them. You know, I loved RVD and ECW in the early days of the invasion and his run in the WWE. I wish he had a more of a run with the world title, but, you know, he got in trouble. Yeah, so yeah, the Hall of Fame was looking good too. So again, now for realsies. That has been it for this half of the podcast. Uh, stay tuned for after the show, after this break, where I'll be talking about Monday Night Raw from April 2nd, 2001. Stone Cold Steve Austin is a heel. Why? And welcome back to Fretzelmania 21 ZZ Hop. This portion of the show is brought to you by our Patreon at patreon.com slash Radio for only five bucks a month. You get exclusive shows such as the 20 Bell Salute, Fretz's Fave 5, The Secret Files, all that, and so much more. Oh, and a group chat and 15% off of your merch on Teespring, which I believe now is just called Spring, but if you search for Wrestle Addict Radio on there, you will find the Fretzelmania Collection, the YLP Collection, the Kings of the Rings Collection, and the Delight Show Collection as well. Now, Monday Night Raw from April 2nd, 2001. This is the first Monday night without WCW Nitro, but in a way, WCW does have a bit of a presence here. Fort Worth, Texas is where Monday Night Raw is tonight, April 2nd, 2001. It is the fallout from WrestleMania 17, quite possibly the best WrestleMania of all time. Again, it's my favorite. It's it's a subjective thing, but my my goodness. I was watching this the other day. It it's still holds up. Stone Cold Steve Austin has sold his soul to the by God devil himself in Vince McMahon. We have several new champions in the WWE, but we all want to know why Stone Cold why? The show opens with Stephanie McMahon Helmsley, boo, slut, 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 uh, saying to Trish that, you know, she has the audacity, hey, I'm using that program right now, by the way, to slap my father at Vince McMahon. Payback's gonna be a bitch. Speaking of Vince, and now my dad. No chance, because that's what you got. He comes out 
bearing a gift of podcast. Shout out to Mance. Uh, all the asshole chants, and he's talking about uh, my wife, uh, who rose from her wheelchair to kick Vince McMahon in the gonads, and then eventually that aided in Shane McMahon beating his dad in the father versus son match at WrestleMania. And then he s- turns his attention to Steve Austin. Boo! Turns to JR and says, Did you say that he sold his soul to the devil? He's like talking about how he has this gift for Steve Austin, or Steve Austin had this gift for him. He gets the cowboy hat from the gift. Lol. Puts it on. Hey, look at me. I'm a real Texan. I'm going to step in some cow crap. Woohoo! And then eventually he stomps on the cowboy hat, which in Texas will get you mega, mega heat. The Rock comes out, demands a rematch with Stone Cold Steve Austin, punches Vince McMahon in the face, puts him in the sharpshooter, which eventually coaxes Vince into granting the match. The Radicals versus Test and APA. The T and APA is back in business. Wait, that was something else entirely. And then Saturn wearing the Lugs t-shirt and that big puffy hat. Are you okay, Perry? No, no, seriously. Are you okay? And there's a line here about Mexico joining Europe in the European Union because we have a Mexican as the European champion. And APA just and test and these small guys just a big meat slapping match the sm- the the smaller radicals bumping like crazy for uh, for the big lads here Eddie sucks chance right in the middle of Texas test presses him press slams him right into the turnbuckle big ouch test hits the swagger bomb here the gut wrench power bomb. Or the Dr. Bomb, if you're a longtime fan of the late, great Dr. Death, Steve Williams. And Perry Saturn with the greatest name for a finisher ever, the moss-covered, three-handled family credenza. Most wordy (laughs) move of all time, but unfortunately that wasn't enough to get the pin here. Test was about to get pump-slammed without, you know, Road Dog doing the whole thrush thing from behind. Saturn bops into them, and yeah, and yeah, Saturn uh, eats a big boot and test pins Saturn here. Regal is is backstage here with Stephanie McMahon Helmsley. So you know Trish won't weasel her way out of her country whipping match tonight. She's whipping the desk for for uh, act uh you know emotion here i'll make her squeal like a pig uh this is where king would make a sexual joke or sterling archer would go phrasing uh are we seriously not bringing phrasing back anymore and uh paul Heyman offers to salve the wounds of the loser okay uh, wrestlemania x7 recaps the tlc match and triple h reacts to his loss to the Undertaker, like, 364 days 
I kick ass, and one night I lose. You know, I respect the Undertaker. And he kind of like loves getting his ass kicked or something like that. Not one to kink shame Triple H, but seriously, bro, keep that to yourself. Uh, right to Center's prayer circle uh, takes place next where we lost the match, but not our convictions. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Steph versus Trish in a country whipping match. Woohoo! Uh, they roll down the ramp together. There's a big sign that says, Stink face me, Trish. Uh, <sighs> Seriously? Ah, uh, man. Big old nope as I just spilled some sparkling water on my notes. Uh, Lillian is pushed into Trish. Uh, Steph is bent over over the rope here. There's a bunch of whipping spots back and forth. William Regal comes out and hits a botched Regal cutter on Trish. But Jericho comes out, chases Steph backstage. You know, the brutal, disgusting, bottom-feeding, trash bag hoe. Uh, yeah, no contest here. And, huh. Steph and Jericho. No. Steph and no, Trish and Jericho. There it is. Three takes and it's in. That's a future couple that is referenced, but also the following WrestleMania, Stephanie McMahon Helmsley being in the corner of Y2J. Hmm. There's a lot of foreshadowing going on here. Stephanie, of course, is livid. And William Regal books himself and Kurt Angle in a handicap match against Chris Jericho later in the show. Rhino makes his singles Monday Night Raw debut against Crash Holly and just wrecks him in like a minute with a gore. And tonight, Monday Night Raw is brought to you by Foot Locker, Fram, and Stacker 2. We swear to God, we're not Ico Pro. Molly goes for the goal. Go, uh, Molly, go around here. Oh, that is Hall of Famer Molly Holly, who is being inducted this year with the rest of the class from this year and last year. Fantastic. Molly absolutely deserves it. Congrats to you, Miss Molly. Unfortunately, she also ate a gore at the hands of Rhino. Deborah is interviewed backstage, and she's just still shocked by all the events in WrestleMania X7. She can't talk. We hear... No chance, and Vince McMahon comes out with uh, the WWE title. Holy crap, McMahon must have won the title under our noses. Or in an alternate universe. Or he stole the title from Austin while he was sleeping and beat him for the 24-7 title uh, 20 years before the title existed. Uh, and Vince is trying to make Austin a heel in his own home state here. And he's trying to... Try Succeeding a little bit here because Austin gets a mixed reaction. We see the title presentation. There's a lot of booze here. And when Stone Cold comes out, like, if you want me to kick Vince's ass, give me a hell yeah. Nah, but not tonight. It's like, am I supposed to let you leech off of me? Am I supposed to do what you say? Why, Austin? Why? I'll whip 
all your asses, including that little bastard in the front row. Shut up, you little bastard. Uh, that was not Hornswoggle. You want an explanation? I don't owe you a damn thing. You put Vince in the sharpshooter? <clears throat> I'll bounce your little candy ass around that steel cage. And all I got to say to about that, and that's the bottom line, because Vince McMahon said so. So Austin and The Rock is booked in a steel cage match later in the show. Get in. Val Venus versus Kane for the hardcore title. Right to censor uh, comes out here. Uh, now Paul Heyman calls them jackasses. I hate censors. Well, of course, because TNN and ECW and 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 all that stuff. A uh, big power slam here by Kane. Steven Richards tries to come in with the trash can lid. Uh, Val sends Kane outside to the steps, but eventually a top rope clothesline by Kane wins here. Right to censor jumps them, but Undertaker comes out to even the odds. And I believe on the SmackDown following this, the Brothers of Destruction job out the right to censor so hard that the faction ends. Hallelujah! Ah, oh, man, just whoo, fantastic. Triple H is looking for Vince McMahon and William Regal. Eventually, Triple H finds his father-in-law, who is holding a coffee, whips the coffee out of his hands like, Austin, what? Are you kidding me? I've been kicking his ass for me, for you. You know, this is none of your business. Austin wanted my help, and you didn't. And that's why you lost at WrestleMania. The aforementioned handicap match between Kurt Angle and William Regal is up next here. Uh, Jericho goes for a lion soap. There's a big nope here. Great back and forth match here. Regal with that fantastic mwah, underhook superplex. There's an angle slam. And Regal pins Jericho. But nope. There is a chair to the back and a Regal cutter. Eventually the heels win here. Chris Benoit comes out to even the odds. And we have an alliance being teased here between former... Rivals Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit. I wonder how they turn out. Billy Gunn versus X-Pac. DX explodes again. Uh, Shane McMahon has been recruiting people for WCW. You know, as this was going to be what, what SmackDown is now. It was going to be a new brand, a new show. So Shane McMahon was thinking about recruiting people like... Billy Gunn. There was a Bronco Buster here, but uh, Bronco Buster is a heel move? Eh, Alright. A Baldo Bomb and uh, Ref Distraction here. Just an incredible and X-Pac kick, double super kick. And the one Billy Gunn eats another lost. Uh, Shane McMahon is at WWF New York and I am not booked tonight. Sporting a massive shiner from the, from the match with his daddy. And there's a lot of echo in the arena here between the echo at the at New York and at uh, at Fort Worth. You know he's proud of his match at WrestleMania. He's still a bit conflicted. Things are a little bit unnatural with the dad. There's a 
WCW chant, probably fabricated, probably planted. Actually, yeah, it was a planted chant. Chanting WCW in WWF New York. What? Wow. Rock and Michael Cole backstage. You know, this is a historic promo. If you're a longtime uh, listener of WrestleAddict Radio, you remember that this was in, uh, I believe it was in, in a, a previous Kings of the Rings uh, intro. You know, Stone Cold, deep down in your heart and your soul, one to one, man to man, you know damn well you can't beat The Rock. But he has at WrestleMania twice, once without help. Uh, Rockin' Austin in the Steel Cage in the main event of the show. This is your standard Texas-sized, awesome, bloody Steel Cage match. There's a brawl to the outside even before the bell rang. The Rock hits a low blow. There's all the whipping back and forth in the cage. Here comes Vince McMahon who brings a chair. And Austin was looking to repeat the finish from X7 the night before. The Rock hits the sharpshooter on Stone Cold, but without a ref. There is a visual tap out by Austin. There is a people's elbow. Vince takes out, tries to take out Tim White, who shoves Vince McMahon, shockingly. Rock bottom, and The Rock comes in. I mean, Vince comes in to interfere, and The Rock decks him. There is a low blow, and Triple H comes out to the ring, sporting a sledgehammer, looking as pissed as ever, confronting his rival, Stone Cold Steve Austin. But swerve, bro, he decks the rock. And we have the genesis of the two-man power trip. Triple H and Steve Austin. And Vince McMahon stand tall to end the show. Now that, that was a historic post-mania raw, which are usually pretty darn good. This one was no exception here. And that'll be it for this edition of Fretzelmania. Stay tuned. For some stuff on Patreon, you know, five bucks a month, patreon.com slash Radio. You'll get some Fretz's Fave Fives. You have a topic you want me to cover on that, I do any list, any topic. Uh, please hit me up on Twitter uh, or in the Patreon chat. Or hey, join the Patreon, folks. It's uh, only five bucks. So, yeah, you get all that, all that sort of jazz. And... Man, WrestleMania, by, by the time you hear this, will be a week away. This is going to be released on Easter weekend. So, however you are celebrating Easter, I hope it is a good one. It is a safe one, you know, whether you are, you know, worshipping, whether you are celebrating, you know, Easter, you know, uh, the death and resurrection of Jesus, whether you're doing that or not. Love yous. I hope it's good. Stay safe. Have some fun. We'll see you at WrestleMania. 
or Fretzelmania. Cheers. <laughs>